Hey guys, welcome back to the Cubicle Chronicles podcast. I want to say thank you to all of the listeners and supporters over the last two or three months that I've been doing this podcast. I'm just super happy to be like doing something um, that is creative and I like to do. So if you didn't know, um, now Anchor FM has given um, creatives the chance for people to subscribe monthly to the podcast and support them with either a 99 cent subscription fee, $4.99 or $9.99. And this um, is a recurring monthly subscription fee that will go directly to the podcast. um, And that will help me, of course, be able to fund the equipment for the podcast, getting new equipment. And I mean, honestly support my coffee habit okay just kidding but um if you're interested go to anchor.fm slash cubicle chronicles view my podcast page and click support this podcast thanks okay guys so let's get into this week's content um basically I'm super excited because I have a very special, very, very special guest this week because she's special because she's my first guest ever on my podcast. So we will get into that interview with her later, Um, but I want to get into this week's actual content first. So this week, I was just going to talk about how to set yourself up for a promotion Um, because, you know, if this is your first time or whatever listening, the goal of my podcast is to... Um, just align your positions and your work with who you really are. And this is like coming from my personal experience. I'm jumping into that. Like I started my career out as being totally inauthentic and just taking jobs and doing jobs that I hated, but not that I didn't even, the job wasn't that bad. They were just not in alignment with who I really am and what I really like to do. So here are some tips on how to set yourself up for a promotion and just move to a position more in line with who you are if you aren't happy with your current one. Um, And it has a lot to do with like, of course, um, like networking, but this also just helps to like keep your energy fresh at work instead of like having an attitude every day or being stale. Like even if you... Um, are in a corporate position, it's good to maybe move to a totally different department or like kind of like look around to see what else you might be interested in because like everybody needs a change of scenery um, every now and then. So my first tip is to like keep a brag folder of the value you added to your current team. Um, For example, if you're on the, um, let's say, marketing team and maybe you want to move to like a more, um, maybe you want to do something totally different. Like you want to move into like finance or maybe you want to move into like an analyst role where you look and deep dive and see like where you can really grow the business. Um, regardless of what department you want to move to, if you are interviewing within your current company, like the new team is going to want to know how you added value to that team. And that goes to any job you apply for, whether it's like inside your current um, company or outside your current company um, just keep a t- like a literal tangible brag folder like where you um, maybe save it on your desktop and you'll be able to speak to what you did and how you contributed instead of just saying like stating your duties because people no longer care about your duties they want to know how you contributed to your past or current team 
And then the second one is to ask for more in-depth assignments. Like an example would be to go to your supervisor or just go to like maybe another member of your team and be like, hey, how can I help you? Like it, it could be something that you have no idea what to do, but you know that your team is involved in. Just go and ask for more um in-depth assignment so that it'll show that you're more versatile or you can just be like thrown anywhere and be able to thrive because if you're trying to get to a new team that's going to help you be more adaptable as well um and then the third point is to grab coffee or lunch with a member of the team you'd like to be on um just so you can get to know them their day-to-day role and if it's the exact same team you'll kind of have an idea of how everyone collaborates how everyone communicates and you'll be cool if you slide in there. And then the third one is, of course, ask questions. This goes to ask questions to people in your department. Ask questions to people just outside of your space so that you can know how things work. And then I have a note here is um, I listened to an interview. I listened to Side Hustle Pro on the Side Hustle Pro podcast. I love that podcast. Check it out. Um, and then Janice Bryant Howard was on there. She is the first woman billionaire. I'm not if she. I'm not sure if she, she's that first, but she's a billionaire, y'all. She owns like a staffing solutions um, global firm. So she had a quote. She was saying how just remember to never compromise who you are personally to become who you want to be professionally. And that totally resonated with me because like that's the whole idea of my podcast. Like, remember to never compromise who you really are um, as a person, your authentic, cool, down-to-earth, legit personality to become this person, this maybe stiff personality in corporate. And I mean, I had to learn the hard way, like, but that's what this podcast is all about. So now I'm so, so excited to get into the introduction for my guest. So my guest tonight is Janissa Smith. And she is a resume expert. So this whole interview was about if you want to set yourself up for a promotion, whether it's within your current job or a new job, she's going to give some resume tips because a lot of people think that you don't need a resume anymore, that it's kind of under the radar. And I mean, you don't really, depending on the role um, you're applying for, but she's going to give us some legit takeaways for um this um whole episode that I did. So Janissa Smith, her business, um, she also is a uh she also has a full time job and also does the um like side hustle. She has a resume service business. Um her business is called Miss Resume Savvy. So she's an experienced HR professional, resume writer and interview coach, helping people progress or break into their careers by using her knowledge of um, you know, from her day job. She knows about the hiring process. She knows how to create knockout resumes, cover letters, and other professional documents. And she provides coaching to people who may need interview coaching. Because we all know interviews can be super stressful or resume coaching. And she's also like a really big standout in her field, gaining the attention of many um, of her clients. So you can go to her page. She will tell you where to find her at. And you'll see that she has a lot of client testimonials to where she has gave them real results like she will coach you through the interview process um the application process and get your resume tight so listen to the interview take some notes if you want to know how to tighten up your resume i'm so happy she's my very first guest and i hope y'all enjoy it
Okay, so thank you, Janissa, for uh, joining the Cubicle Chronicles podcast. So we're just going to get right into some questions um, just so the audience can get familiar with you, hear about your story in corporate and uh, why and how you started your side hustle and also um, like where they can reach you if they need their resume tightened up. So um, just give us a little background on you and your experience in corporate America. Yeah, sure. So I have been in the corporate world for the past years. Um, my undergrad is actually in psychology and my master's is in human resource management. Um, so when I first graduated um, with my bachelor's, I graduated with my bachelor's in 2012. Um, when I first graduated, I kind of had this idea that, you know, as soon as I graduated, like, the floodgates would open and everybody would be looking to hire me. That's what, that's what they teach you in college. Right. Um, but that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case at all. Um, I was unemployed for about three months and that's a long time when you're unemployed and broke. (laughs) Um, (laughs) for real, but, um, you know, I ended up finally getting a job, and my first corporate job was actually a temp assignment. Uh-huh. Um, I actually started as a temp, um, as an administrative assistant, uh, which happened to be for a large health system in Long Island, New York, yeah. which, where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I started there. I just really, really worked hard in that position, and then they ended up hiring me full-time, and you know, I stayed there for three years, and that's really where I got my start in the corporate world. And I've been, you know, moving around ever since. So, yeah, no, okay. I'm sure that a lot of listeners, but especially me, I can relate to that because I graduated in 2010 in May. And you're right. Like, I feel like kind of college, like, no shades to college, you know, it's a good experience. However, there's this kind of like false sense of like after you graduate, oh, you got a degree. People are going to be like calling your phone, emailing you, trying to just give you a job. But you're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But that was not the case. And I found that out pretty pretty soon. Listen, Um, no, that is not the case. Um, So you started in 2012, worked there for about three years. So what was kind of the turning point in you like um, starting your like, kind of where did you kind of get that spark to want to start maybe a side hustle like was there like something that happened were you stressed out like did you just feel like you weren't contributing enough value to like um that position or any of your corporate positions no so I just I just always wanted to start something Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what and I actually thought about this you know like the other day um, where did this drive for me to start a side business come from? And I think it really just came from my mother, like watching her, like she was a single mom. She worked, you know, a day job, but she also had like her side hustles. And like, you know, I saw that and I wanted to do that. So like, I remember when I was like 13, um, convincing some of my friends to pay me to do their nails for them like I (laughs) you know even since then like I I always wanted to start something I just didn't know what and I just didn't know exactly what would be a good fit for me but um so far this has been great 
Yeah. Oh, so how long have you been doing um, the resume um, services and what else do you offer um, as, as services? So I started this business actually this year and uh-huh. um, in, in May. So it's pretty new officially, um, but unofficially, I've been helping people with resumes for years um, you know, family, friends, anybody who would, you know, ask me for advice, especially, you know, once I got, you know, my master's in human resources, started working in human resources, I started noticing that people were coming to me, um, you know, with those types of questions and requests. So, um, unofficially for a few years, officially, you know, this year. Yeah, no, um, I can relate because I definitely like really just started to put more into my business this year, like earlier this year. Um, And resumes like people, I feel like a lot of times in the digital age, people are trying to get away from like having a legit resume. They're trying like, of course, it's all about who, you know, and networking. But at the end of like the day when you apply for a job or when you go in for an interview, your resume is going to get you in the door. So um, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see happen, like, as far as maybe the details of someone's resume? And what do you see as the main reason, like, people probably don't get called in for an interview based off of what they put on their resume? So, a uh, mistake that I see um, is an objective statement that is too broad. Uh-huh. Because when I see an objective statement that is too broad, it it really tells me one of two things about the person. Either the person doesn't have a definitive career goal yes. or direction, <laughs> or they don't really they didn't really care enough to tailor their resume to the position that they were submitting their resume for. <laughs> so when I yeah, so when I see that, it's like okay, I'm not sure, you know, what this person is trying to do. And, you know, usually for a hiring manager, if if the person, if the hiring manager is not sure based off of that, you know, it's most likely not going to move to the next step. Um, So that's one of them. Um, Another one is long-winded descriptions for each job that you've done, (laughs) you know, you don't need the paragraphs. You, know, you don't need to have every single detail of every single thing that you've done for each position. Just, just hiring managers really just want to know the nitty gritty. They want to know, you know, what were the highlights? What, what, what big things did you accomplish at each position? Yeah. Um, so, you know, just keep it short and sweet, you know, just, just put some bullet points and that should do the job. Um, so that's another one. Um, and I guess one of the biggest ones that I see is not selling yourself enough mm-hmm. in a resume. Yeah. Um, and I see that. I see that actually, particularly with um, the resumes of women. And mm. I kind of understand that because in society we're you know we're taught that you're not supposed to really brag too much about yourself and you know if you do you kind of come off a certain way but you know your resume is is a marketing document it is where you're supposed to sell yourself it is where you're supposed to you know brag about the comp the compliments accomplishments that you you know 
made and, and the things that you've done and, you know, to really show the employer why they need to hire you. So, you know, you definitely want to make sure that you put everything that you've done, you know, and, and not be shy about it, you know? Yeah. So. No, that, those are good tips because listen, there, it's funny that you mentioned that women don't sell themselves enough because there's like a st- statistic that I heard about from um, another podcast that I was listening to saying that women generally don't even apply for a job if they don't like meet. It's like, 80 to 90 percent of what the job is asking for and men almost 100 percent apply for the job and they just figure it out later so yeah no I can resonate with that because sometimes well when I was looking for jobs I would be like there's no way I would qualify for that so right (laughs) that's those are all good points um so what's the best format or sequence a resume should follow in order for like a hiring manager to take interest, like, cause I know people go back and forth on like chronological, like, do you put your job starting with the one that you most recently had going back or should it be kind of like just a highlight of just your experience um, based on how relevant it is to the job they're applying for? Like, what do you see more of? Well, the format of your resume really depends on your experience relative to the position that you are applying for. Uh-huh. If you have experience that is very closely related to the position that you're applying for, you would definitely want to do a chronological style resume, which is really a reverse chronological because you start with the most recent on top um, and then the oldest towards the bottom. Um, but, you know, if if you're like changing careers, you know, your previous experience doesn't really match, you know, the new direction that you're trying to head. Right. So you would want to, you know, then maybe have a functional type of format, which really just highlights the skills that you have that align with where you're trying to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the, the other one that is also common is, a hybrid, which is a combination of, you know, listing some of your past positions in chronological order, you know, and then also highlighting, you know, your skills. And that's really if you don't have too much past experience that aligns with where you're trying to go. So, you know, those are the three big ones. Um, but the, the most common ones are chronological and hybrid. Um, yeah, no, I agree too. So I know that people are like getting super creative with their resumes. Like some people I see have put like headshots on their resumes or they've like designed it in a way to where it looks really good aesthetically. Do you think that really helps or, um, is it just kind of like depending on if they're applying for a creative job and they will need to be that creative? So I definitely suggest you know, finding ways to make your resume stand out. Uh-huh. Um, there are certain design features that, you know, would make it stand out, but also keep it, you know, professional, you know, again, relative to the field that you're trying to go for. Um, but I never suggest that you put a headshot on your resume mm-hmm. um, unless you're going for a position that, you know, requires 
you know, they want, they need to know what you look like. For instance, if you're going for like an acting role, or if you're, um, you know, those kind of roles where, you know, they need to know what you look like. Yeah. But other than that, you know, there's really no reason. And it, it's it kind of, it's just unnecessary. Um, but, you know, different design features um, are fine, you know, but you kind of just, you kind of still want to keep it as professional as possible. You don't want to get too crazy. You don't want to use scripts, fonts, and, you know, crazy colors. Just, you know, keep it simple. You can, you can, you can change it up a little, but just keep it simple. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And also, okay, so people, okay, let's say somebody, they have a really good, um, maybe track record, but they might be considered a job hopper. Like they might've left a job sooner than a year or sooner than whatever people probably look at to make you a good fit for a company. So what are some tips you would give somebody like a job hopper to fill the gaps and fluff their resume in an honest way so that they can still be presented um, to the hiring manager in a, and be a candidate for a job? Well, I can say from, you know, the many resumes that I've seen and, you know, I'm sure many HR professionals have seen, um, you know, we we see through fluff pretty easily. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I I rarely suggest fluffing. You yeah, know, you can you can always fluff. You know, just a little bit, but don't go too over the top because <laughs> it's very obvious. Um, but uh, one simple trick that everybody can do today to gloss over their you know gaps in their employment uh-huh. um, is just simply excluding the months and the days for each position. So for example, you know, a person worked at company A from 20 January, 2018 to June, 2018, that's six months. And then, you know, then they started at company B in September of that same year. So that's, you know, six months from the first company and then there's three months of a gap between the first company and the second you know if you put the exact months with the years it, it, it would definitely be a red flag to a hiring manager because they they see that you've only worked you know six months here and then there's a gap here they yes. wonder and if they have to wonder again most likely it won't move to the next step. So, you know, just by removing those months, you know, so you would say you worked at company A in 2018. And then you also worked at company B in 2018. Kind of looks like you worked, you know, all of 2018. They, they don't really know. They can't really tell yet. Um, so it kind of eliminates, you know, that red flag that would have been there, you know, if you kept the kept the months there and it also makes your resume look cleaner that way so that's one trick that I use with my clients all the time yeah no honestly I have done that and I've literally done exactly that because like I just had I I had a gap but also I just omitted a whole job and like literally nobody ever asked about it so it really does work (laughs) Um, Okay, so what's one resource or piece of advice you would give someone who like, you know, they're still working their full time job as a professional, they kind of probably want to start a side hustle, or like a side business. 
Um, what's one resource or piece of advice that you would give them kind of still doing both? Because I know for me, it's like time and like, really, am I going to really be able to do this? Like doubt, like what's one one thing you would refer them to or, or have them do? Yeah. Um, I mean, you really just have to decide that this is, that's what you want to do. Um, you know, and that you're willing to make sacrifices for that. You know, I'm going to be honest, it's not going to be easy, um, you know, especially if you keep your day job while you're doing a side hustle, which I actually recommend because, you know, you're going to need your funds to come from somewhere. Yes. Why not keep your, your day job until your side job kicks up, right? Um, so, you know, you definitely have to decide that this is something that, that you want to do. You definitely have to decide that you are willing to. Um, take the time to invest in your side hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just, just, just go for it, you know, just jump right in. You can't, you can't really sit too much on it and think too hard about it. You yes. kind of just, eventually you're just going to have to dive in. And then once you dive in, you'll, you'll figure it out as you go along. That's, that's really how it goes. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy that you say that because I could totally resonate with that. Like, it's yeah, it took me a very long time to even just get into what I wanted to do. And then, like, I feel like once you do it, there's so many other people who felt the same way. So they like can kind of help you along the way too. Um, So, resume writing is your top like service. Um, So, is it like, so when you started your side hustle, like, what did you see as your passion? Because you probably felt a little unfulfilled at your day job. So were you just kind of moved? Like, I know I can help people a little more than what I'm doing. Like, what was that passion behind starting your resume service? Yeah, so I, you know, recently I was, you know, really thinking about, like, really trying to start something. Mm -hmm. I still wasn't sure what, but I wanted to start something. And then one of my friends... Um, came to me and she was like, you know, oh, you know, can you help my friend with her resume? You know, I know you're in HR and stuff like that. I, I um, told her that I knew somebody that could help her. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I mean, I've done it before, but for some reason, you know, this time it was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really take this seriously. I'm re- going to really invest, you know, time into, you know, um, structure and processes and you know I really found my passion in that like it it really just it was like a light switch and then I was like you know this is something that I I really want to do and so yeah you know I just I was thinking about it thinking about it thinking about it and then one day you know I just sitting down and just decided to just go for it. Take a deep breath. Just do it. If it if it fails, it fails. But at least I tried. And you know, so far, so far the support has been amazing. So I'm I'm really excited about you yes. know where it could go. No, I like I totally agree. I like your mindset. So where can listeners find you online? Like, how do they inquire more about your service if they want to hit you up to get their resume looked at? Um, let me, let us know your, uh, social media handles, your website, and, um, just maybe your top service that you offer. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I provide resume services. I do cover letters, um, other professional documents, you know, thank you letters, um, reference letters. Uh, I do interview coaching as well. So if you want to get prepared for an interview, I do that as well. And you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. All the same handle, Miss Resume Savvy. That's M-S Resume Savvy. Um, and I look forward to working with you all. And I'm so grateful that you have me on your, your show today. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for saying <laughs> yes. So thank you, Janissa, for being a guest on my podcast, my very first guest. I definitely want to send you like a gift in the mail because I randomly just DM'd her, y'all. Like, oh, and so <laughs> I randomly DM'd her and told her and asked her if she can talk on my podcast. So thank you, Janissa. Um, no and everybody follow her if you need your resume interview coaching. I know we all hate interviews. So follow her and get your stuff typed.